coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. Here with the Doc. John, good to see you again. Good to see you. We see each other like five times a week, probably. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> we got to work on that and make that a little six or seven. Yes, we got to go with those extra two days. Our wives would be so... Our wives were hanging out today after class, after his wife, Sharon, takes my wife, Heather's boot camp. My wife, Heather, has a boot camp, and Sharon, his wife, takes it. In the morning, so she's you know she's one of Heather's uh, boot campers. So after after the boot camp, I go in there and they're chatting away, um, and they're always mocking us because they think they think we are hang out so much that we might be kind of gayish. But then they're hanging out. They're like laying on the floor in the in the boot camp room, and they're just haters. Let me tell you, my wife and your wife are haters, but they had a good time. They they hung in there, they hung out for over an hour just chatting in the in the in the boot camp room, but anyway. So Heather Heather and Sharon, um, all right, we got lots to talk about. Um, one thing is uh, UFC two twenty eight. We're gonna talk about that, um, and we're gonna talk about a couple other things. Before we talk about UFC two twenty eight, so we watch the fights. And the promos between everything were all about the next UFC, 229, with Conor McGregor and Khabib. And it really irritated me that their promotion was, they, they have their promotional video, and they're showing uh, footage of Conor attacking the bus as a promotion for the fight. I don't know. I think that's cheap. And uh, it, I don't know. It seemed to me is pretty irritating that they use that footage to help promote what they're doing because I think it really is a big blemish on the sport. So I don't like it. Yeah, I, I I mean I don't see it as as a blemish on the sport as much, or Khabib at all. I think it's a it's a it's not even just a blemish. It's full on freaking. Acne on on Conor McGregor. It's like it's, it's, it's like he got just like acne all over, if you want to call it a blemish. I mean, that was such a low, just a douchebag, fucking criminal thing to do. Uh, there's there's you can't even excuse it. You can't say, oh, he's just a kid. He's not a kid. Oh, he, he just uh, he's just uh, blowing off some steam. He could have killed someone. But the promotion doesn't have to use that footage to try to sell their fight. I think that is like taking the low... That's ultimate taking the low road. Maybe it's not a blemish on the sport. It's like... Maybe it's like full-blown AIDS. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. It's, it's more than a blemish. Thank God you're an but, orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> but it's... Wow. it's uh, I, I just... It, for me, it's like... they. The UFC sometimes promotes this uh, good sportsmanship and everything else, and then they promote this kind of stuff, which is criminal. And today, Michael Chiasa filed a civil lawsuit against Conor McGregor and against the Barclays Center for <clears throat> for that attack. So he's going to take him to court because he lost money. He 
bodily injury and mental anguish or whatever. Um, so I don't think that should be used to sell the fight personally. I, you know, Connor did it. They're going to let him fight. But using the footage of the attack, which for some people is pretty bad, the people that were in the bus, would you want to have to see that when you're at your job? They're going to their job to do their job, and they got to see their, their employer using this footage? I don't know. It's, just, just the it fact that he's going to fight. Way. Just the fact that he's going to fight after that. But then you get a chance to see it's so low. him it's get just... pummeled by Khabib. So for me, it's kind of like street justice. It, it, it's this, it, it's, I mean, it's the complete same thing as if a fucking cop like beat the living shit out of someone, um, another cop, broke the window of the cop car, but then he's a cop again. See, they don't hold... The UFC, it does not hold their guys to the same standard, and that's crazy. I mean, some of their guys do full-on, like, criminal things that they should not be representing this major company as a martial arts company. And these guys are just... Some of them are just low. I mean, some of the shit they do is low, but... I would rather see them promoting, like, after the 228 fights, when Woodley... And uh, Till were back, you know, back in the hallways after the fight, you know, embracing. And, and he was, uh, Woodley was giving uh, Till kind of a pep talk and telling him, you know, this loss is going to make you stronger. That kind of stuff you see, the sportsmanship, I'd rather see that get promoted. Instead, they're promoting the guy doing criminal acts and throwing it. That's criminal. He should be in Throwing trouble. a dolly. He should be in jail. He should be in jail. Right. The reason so, he's not. But the is... promotion shouldn't be using that video. That's no. my point. And, and, and Till and. And um, Woodley, I mean, such class. Um, both of them, but mainly, mainly uh, uh, Woodley, who's the champion. And he went and mentored Till. He went and mentored Till after the fight, telling him, you know, I lost, you know, this, and all the champions lose. It's gonna make you stronger. I mean, what is more classy than that? Or his mom, his beautiful. Woodley's beautiful mom um, hugging Till after the fight. Just she's a mama bear, you know, and she's hugging her cub, and then all of a sudden the person that her cub was playing with, she hu- she hugged him too. It was it was a beautiful, it was beautiful scene after the fight. It was unbelievable. So highs and lows at this fight, the yeah. highs and lows of the sport um, and its participants. So yeah. it's going to be interesting. That fight's going to be interesting. I think a lot of people. After what Connor did, hopefully we'll be rooting for Khabib. <laughs> Just let, let me ask you this: for for uh, okay, this is who you want to look up to. Could you see Woodley throwing a fucking dolly through a bus? No, he would never do that because that is how a champion is supposed to act. Stipe, could you see Stipe doing that? No, because that is how a champion. These two guys are are like the the. They are, they are what the other guys should look up to when it, when it comes to behaving like a... T- Mighty Mouse! Could you imagine Mighty Mouse doing that? No, because he would never do that because he has too much class. He has to, and he's not a fucking criminal. No, he's not only a, not a criminal, he has way too much class. Just the fact that we got a guy that's making so much money in his, you know, for this organization... That is a criminal, and he's 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 promoting fights like with the like with the Diaz brothers and shit. He's a he's a, he's promoting his fights, not by 
performing like Woodley or Mighty Mouse or Steepig does, or DC, he's he's promoting his fights by by low low down criminal behavior. So what Terrible. happens next? What? How does someone up the ante? You know this. Yeah. This yeah. Gets, fucking murder someone and gets, then promote it, and then the UFC can use the footage to promote the fights. <laughs> so it's, pre- it's pretty low. So it's low. But that's also, you go down the wrong path, you per, you basically encourage this behavior through money, big time. This is going to be one of the biggest fights. Yeah. Um, he's going to make more money from this fight probably than any other fight he's had in the UFC. It's sad. It's so sad. what does the next guy do? What does Colby Covington do next? He's got to dig out someone's fight? eye. He got like, to like beat the shit out of some old lady and then fucking break her neck or something. Then all of a sudden it'd be like, oh, Colby, yeah, let's, it's, it's criminal. It's. It's pathetic that they do that. But they're asking for it. So I predict the next thing, there's going to be some bigger thing than this. It's terrible. It's, with an active fighter. All you guys out there, watch how DC behaves. Watch how, watch how Daniel Cormier behaves. Tyrone Woodley. Stipe. Um, I, I can't even, oh, Mighty Mouse. Chuck Liddell, how he behaved. Um, yeah, Chuck liked to party a little. But he didn't commit crimes, and he didn't, he didn't throw fucking things at people. It, it was, no, sorry, it's it's terrible. But anyway, on the good side of that, we got we still have people like Tyrone Woodley who are gonna be, they're gonna be the poster child for, uh, for that's how you're supposed to act if you're a martial artist. Just act like Woodley, act act like Steepy, act like. Uh, a mighty Mouse. Act like act like those guys. And this was a, this picture here that we have up is a picture of uh, Tyron Woodley getting, getting his, his, black, his black, black belt. So after he submits Darren Till with a choke, um, he gets his uh, jiu-jitsu black belt. Yeah. I, I thought that was really cool. I don't know these guys. I don't yeah. know his jiu-jitsu coach, but... Um, what a moment to it be able to win at the highest level, and then that's how you get your black belt. This picture is, to me, is pretty it's, cool. Yeah, it is. It is. He got his. He got his. He's gotten. I think he's in the ATT uh, lineage. I got his. He got his belts from uh, Laborio, and then I think he got promoted to black from uh, Dean Thomas, who's one of the um, the top. Jiu-Jitsu guys at American Top Team and in the world, actually. How do you get this far and not be? In mixed martial arts in 2018, you have to be so good at everything. It's not like it used to be. Yeah. How do you get this far and you're, you're not a black belt yet? Uh, um, there's a lot that goes into it and a lot that there's a lot of different... It's not just being that good. Like, I mean, like... It's just not that being that good. Like, I, I can... I'll give you a stupid comparison because I do stupid comparisons. I, I know how to suture. And I can suture really well. And for a, a non-plastic surgeon, I can. But I'm not going to get my MD. You know what I mean? So he can he can do submissions. He's really good jujitsu, But there's a whole different path you have to take to get your your jiu-jitsu black belt. Just like if I wanted to become an MD or even a PA, uh, I'd have to go through a different path and then I'll get, you know, I'll get my, my PA. Even though I can do certain things that a doctor could do or a PA could do, but I'm not one yet. So he can do a lot of things that a jiu-jitsu guy could do, black belt, but he hasn't gone through all the procedures and the prerequisites. And it's, and there's a, I'm, 
the word politics is an ugly word. It's not, it's not really politics, but there's a lot more that goes into who gets it. It's not like you don't just test like in karate. Oh, I know this kata, that kata, that kata. Now I'll get my this belt, that belt, this belt. In, in jiu-jitsu, it's more subjective. So sometimes you just don't have a, a, you know, somebody to promote you. And then all of a sudden, you got Dean Thomas. And I don't know the whole inner workings of it, but it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful... Uh, well, you can tell it meant a lot to him. It meant him. a lot to him. And I mean, it was a pretty cool way to see him get his black belt. It was a neat part is. of the UFC 228 for me. It was. Um, it was. Anyway, there were a bunch of fights. That was the last fight. He was, he was black belt, he was black belt-ish. I mean, he should have been a black belt a long time ago, but, you know. I mean, Court McGee. Court McGee is like one of the best grapplers in MMA. Um, and he's like a, I think he's a blue or purple belt in jiu-jitsu. So that means, I know, you know, guys, you know, local guys that are black belts. And I'm like, wait a second. That means you're above Court McGee. And it's like, so there's so much more to it in jiu-jitsu than it is in some martial arts. Yeah. Anyway, there was wait. one prelim fight. I don't know if you yeah. saw it. Um it was uh, Aljamain Steerling. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that one. There was there was a beautiful uh, knee bar. Just because of the knee bar, and unfortunately, it ended in a horrific uh, injury to the knee. And it was knee. quick. It just happened like that. It was an interesting knee bar, though. I don't, you know, I've never seen that before. But he had the guy by the back, and then got dumped over, grabbed his leg, and basically got yeah. in the knee bar. It was pretty interesting um, submission. That he could see. Them. Yeah, he did get hurt. Um, and you don't want to see that, uh, but there's no way around it. Just like we don't want to see brain em- ain't br- a brain injury ever or a concussion, but the shit happens. I mean, no matter how much precautions they make, there are going to be injuries, and that's one. That can happen in football. That could happen in soccer, that, that kind of injury. But, oh, they um, happen in those sports all the time. Yeah. So Unintentionally. But unintentionally. Yes. <laughs> and, and this was unintentional as well. I mean, well, it's a knee bar. It's intentional it's, knee bar, and knee bars right. can have nasty consequences. They could, but it, he, Algermain, did not do that to hurt him. I, I would be willing to bet, I can't bet my house on this, but I don't know him that well, but I, I'd be willing to bet $10,000 that Algermain uh, Sterling did not want to hurt his opponent he wanted to beat his opponent, and shit like that happens. Just like, um, just like when um, you know boxers, like when Ray Boom Boom Nancini knocked out whatever Hung Moon Kim or whatever. He did not want to hurt him that badly, but unfortunately he did. So he, even though he did punch him and cause the the brain injury, he didn't want to hurt him that bad. Aljamain did get that submission, wanted his guy to stop to tap, and wanted to win the fight. He did not want to hurt him. He he does not want to hurt his guys. So. So anyway, that was an interesting. That was. If you guys didn't see that on the prelims, that was an interesting yeah. ending to that fight. I saw that. Um, all right. The main card was uh, yeah. Nico Price, Alisson. Yeah. yeah. Um, this guy, Alisson, just came out swinging. Uh, Nico Price did some good moves, long, long kind of like uh, James Vick. Uh, when James Vick fought his last fight, um, and um, he did real good, James Vick against uh, you know in the beginning he had some long stuff because uh, Price is longer, so he wanted to keep it a little longer. But the second his back got up against the cage, boom, um, he he went right at him. Um, um, 
he got KO'd. He he had nowhere to go, so he had no leverage, and and Abdul had just he had all the leverage in the world, and the distance was all um, Abdul's at that part at that point, and Nico had nowhere to go. Nico had nowhere to go. He was against Gage. Boom. He has nowhere to go, and and um, and Abdul did. He had all the distance in the world that he needed to generate as much power as he needed to. And it was all him. It was just, and you can see when Nico was like punching, but he wasn't committing. Partly was because I think he tasted Abdul's power already. Number two, he was up against the cage. He could not commit like he wanted to. So he got KO'd in the first round. Yeah, in the first round. Yeah, so boom. Then we had uh, Jimmy Rivera against John Dobson, which was a decision. It was, it was a... It was a competitive fight the whole way, but it was it wasn't there was no question about the decision. Um, um, John Dobson is as good as he is. He was out he was out muscled, I think. He was outpowered. And then I think people were suspecting that he would have a lot more speed on Jimmy Rivera, and he just didn't. Uh, maybe it's at 135, he doesn't have as much speed as he did at 125. I, I don't know if that's it. But the speed wasn't such a the discrepancy for John Dobson. He was a, maybe a little bit faster than Jimmy Rivera, but Jimmy Rivera was even more, there was even more of a deficit in the power. So like maybe, uh, maybe John Dobson had this much more speed, but Jimmy Rivera had this much more power. So his, his, it did not compensate. His, his, his uh, superior speed wasn't enough in this fight. And Jimmy Rivera didn't quite match him for speed, but he was pretty damn close. He was close. I think he was close. He was, he was pretty damn close, and, and, and he overpowered him. He was just much stronger physically, and he hit harder, um, and he was almost as fast. So it, was, it, was, it wasn't a really one-sided beating by any means. But it was uh, it was definitely Jimmy Rivera's fight, and it was good to see. I was it wasn't good to see John Dobson lo- lose at all because I love John Dobson, but it was good to see Jimmy Rivera act uh, was able to come back after such an ugly, brutal knockout at the at, in his last fight. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy Rivera. Yeah. Yeah, he got head kicked, didn't he? I think yeah, that was he his just last bounced time. off his head. That was uh, Marlon. Yeah, Marlon. Marlon is is fuck. Fuck, he's scary. All right. So the next one, uh, you can't say his last name, so his first name is Zabit. Zabit against, against Brandon Davis. Zabit is one of those guys I look forward to seeing fight. For me, this is one of the main fights I wanted to see, just to see him fight. I think his other opponent pulled out or something, and he was supposed to fight somebody else. But um, Zabit, in his first three appearances in the UFC, won bonuses and this was his fourth fight and he you could have probably argue he could have won a bonus for this fight too it was just for the ending um but i i thought this was uh interesting fight zabi got off a little bit slow probably in the first round it yeah. seemed like he was being he was pretty patient it. yeah um but i think yeah it ended in round two with the submission what did you think of this i think zabi is such a creative guy and, and i i gotta say man um uh can't forget. I can't. I, I can't remember the. Uh, and I'm gonna get. I'm gonna hate myself as his striking coach's name. Um, but his uh, uh, Ricardo Alameda uh, is such a damn good coach. I mean, he was. He is a great competitor. 
and he's becoming such a damn good coach. Uh, they have such a good team there. Um, New Jersey or New York? I can never... New Jersey and New York. Some of these guys are like, the way they talk, like, yo, yo, forget about it. I think they're from New Jersey, but some of them are from New York. But Zabib trains there now, and that they, he, they've they taken his, well, they've helped take him to his jiu-jitsu to the next level. And the striking. Henry, Henry. His last name is Henry. Um, the striking coach. Uh, so good. They're, this is such a good camp. They're like, they are definitely going places with this kid, and Zabit is so naturally. He's five, He's six foot one, 145 pounds. 145 pounds is six one. That's crazy. So Here, I'll put a picture of this submission up. Which yeah. Is, okay. Um, which, pretty brutal submission. So yeah. he had this guy's. Basically, he had his back. Yeah. Similar to the Al- Aljo's uh, submission. Yeah. Knee, they call this a knee bar. Yeah. For me, this is like a hamstring injury waiting to happen because his hip is flexed and his knee is extended, meaning his knee is straight. Yeah. So it's basically, it puts your foot behind your head. And uh, it was, that, actually, literally. It, literally in this picture, literally his foot. Whose foot is that? It's it doesn't foot. go that way. It doesn't bend that way. So Hey, Zabit, it doesn't bend that way. So one of the injuries we see in orthopedics, if you do this by accident, say you slip on the ice or you slip bowling or you slip somehow and your leg slips out with your knee straight and then you flex your hips, your, knee, your leg slips out in front of you, almost like the John Travolta splits where you, one knee is back and one leg is straight out in front of you. You can tear your hamstring, your whole hamstring muscle, you can tear it off of your pelvis, and, like by your butt. Yeah. And we have to fix those. And they're not very common injuries, but we see them once in a while. But that's what this is. I'll, this I'll is like you. a hamstring injury waiting to happen. So you can call this a knee bar, but I don't think he tapped because his knee hurt and his knee wasn't hyperextended. Yeah. It was he tapped because it's probably his hamstring is about to rip off of the bone. Uh, let me show you the difference. Okay. The difference is, say this is your hamstring. So it's where the, is it the fulcrum, where it would be? So it would be like pushing here, like an arm bar. You see an arm bar, they, it's all about the hip, just like this one. If his hip was behind his knee more, then the pressure would have been here as opposed to here. So he's stretching it more this way, so he gets more of the hamstring involved. But if his hip, just like was under for an arm bar, most of the times the arm bar actually hurts the elbow which is behind the elbow people think the elbow over here but over here and it dislocates it but then if he doesn't have it it just it's still tweaking the muscle and since that's the biggest muscle the hamstring back there or your bicep here that's the one that's going to rip if he was able like i think al Jermaine did was able to get his hip right under the uh the knee knee, then all of a sudden the knee is the first thing to go and also in that that's why they call it a knee bar he twisted his knee sideways which tore his knee in this case his knee was perfectly straight uh his hip was perfectly flexed Uh, most of the time a knee bar your hip isn't in that position no and it's because he started off as a banana split but this is a hamstring stretch it was not good it looked horrible fucking hurts and he tapped to that and uh so that fight went as expected. I think yeah. what was he? He was favored like by like fourteen to one. It was like negative fourteen hundred. Fourteen to one. That's, that's fourteen to one, guys. So <laughs> that's a late replacement matchup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah Charles Henry. I think it's Charles Henry. But um, that Zabit has such good coaching. 
And he's so good. He's gone. He is, he's gone. He is a calm dude. Yeah, he's like he is. He, you he's like the Ice Man. Yeah, he's ice. He's um, he was he's impressive to watch. He's I can't wait to see his next fight. He's, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, very entertaining, and he doesn't come across as like he's not yeah. a talkative guy or anything. You just yeah. want to see his style. I think he did a cartwheel at one point during the fight. That's as exciting as he gets. <laughs> no, he did a cartwheel kick at the oh. end of the round. Uh, no, yeah. it actually during the fight he did a cartwheel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's, that that was he's a, very creative with his striking and his submissions. Yeah, They're creative. That's a good word for it. So Zabit, he's a he's a great one to watch. Yeah, he definitely is. All yeah. right, and then Jessica Andrade and uh, Carolina Carolina Kowalczyk. Yeah, it, this was the to me what the biggest thing about this fight was um, just that uh, Jessica Andrade Andrade we we call that Andrade in Hawaii. Here they call it Andrade. I don't know why why the difference, but. That's Andrade to me. That's like Smith. Andrade or Andrade in in uh, Portuguese is like Smith in American or Kim. It's, it's because it's Brazilian. Here you'd call it Andrade. Andrade, In California yeah. you'd say Andrade. Okay, in Hawaii it's Andrade. In too. Brazil, Andrade. Anyway, Jessica, she looked, she looked, um, she's so cute. She really is. I mean, she's just a cute little personality that just... She just loves what she's doing, and she just she's so cute. She really is, and she's she's like a, a, a mischievous. She looks like a mischievous little boy. Nothing against that, you know. She's really cute, really nice, and fucking powerful. That was the most brutal one punch female knockout I've ever seen. It was she knocked out poor Carolina with a. I think it was a short right but hook. But even just not female, just one-punch knockouts in this weight class. Well, how much do they weigh? Yeah. I mean, you see, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I think uh, 25? 115. Oh, 15. Yeah, you don't well, see you know, There's no male 115 even, weight class. But. No, but you know who got a nice uh, one-punch knockout? My girl, Gabby. Gabby Lopez got a left-hook knockout where her girl went, boom, to sleep. You don't see him very often. And yeah, especially in this weight class. In in men, you actually did a lot more. In boxing, they have a one twelve division, flyweight, and we saw some pretty brutal ones. And then, one eighteen is bantamweight in boxing. We saw some brutal knockouts, especially guys like Carlos Zarate and just less Rafael. common, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Common. It really is. I think the most common knockouts, like heavyweights, except they're so lumbering and tired, they get so so you don't see the brutal knockouts. I think like light heavyweight. In boxing, 175 is probably, you just see, because they're big enough to just pack such a punch, but they're still fast enough, limber enough, uh, they have enough agility to get that knockout snap, so I don't know which is the, that's a good study, we're going to study We've seen head kick knockouts in the the women's uh, UFC. Yeah. But as far as a one punch knockout, that was probably, pretty cool. next Next to my girl Gabby, or right alongside her, that was, that was the, the only brutal one-punch KO I've seen in that weight class is female. I don't even think I've seen any in the higher weight classes. We've seen kick knockouts by Holly Holmes versus uh, Ronda Rousey. That was pretty freaking... That was like the... You fall over like a fucking tree. You just chopped over a tree. Boom. But And, and, and Jessica Andrade was on... She was going in, and the referee was right there. Yeah. So. Um, good stoppage, you know. Good stoppage, and, and okay, and like we were talking about uh, while we we're watching the fights, uh, I think she could have 
hit her a couple more times. She, I think she had one more. Didn't yeah. she fall over the left that hit her too on the I way down? Know. She was already out, but she got her with another shot like as she was going, going down. down. Yeah, so she was, um, yeah, that was a good fight. And, and Je- Jessica Andrade, Andrade um, yeah, brutal. So, yeah, that was, that was that fight. And then came the main event. Oh. Da, 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 da. Woodley Till. Woodley Till. So what I, do you think the thing is with Woodley? He doesn't seem to get a lot of love from his own boss in promotion. Yeah. Um, or does he? I don't know. That's just what that's what I I don't know what, what he read. makes. I, really, I don't know what he makes. Um, and no one does. I mean, they don't really tell the true numbers. Um, so nobody knows. Uh, I don't know what his pay-per-view numbers are compared to most guys. Like... Um, because and you can't it would have to be like a triple blind study anyway because if you were going to say he got a lot of pay-per-view hits a lot of people would say it was Darren Till um but i don't know uh i don't know why i think he has said some kind of divisive things and even racial things and i loved uh Tyron Woodley i think he's a great fighter a great martial artist a great representative of the sport um he has said some things, uh, you know, that maybe he shouldn't have said. I don't, you know, but I think if you look at the big picture, the things he said, and then all of a sudden the things that some of the other fighters, John Jones and, you know, McGregor have done, done. I mean, it's like it, he should be, it shouldn't even, it shouldn't even matter anymore because he said such min- minor things to piss people off compared to he's such an honest law-abiding, decent, God-loving human being that just, he's a family man, he's a, he's a mentor, he's a, um, he's the kind of guy that, he's, seriously, he's the kind of guy you'd want your, your daughter to marry, that, he's the kind of guy, would you want your daughter to marry John Jones and uh, McGregor, Uh, there's a lot of people you'd guess that on, he's the kind of guy that you want as your partner. He's the kind of guy that I'd want as my student. He's the kind of guy that I want to marry my daughter. He's so just then like, why is he not promoted more? I think because he doesn't. I think there was that one little racial thing. Did he, did he get in an argument with Dana White or something? I don't know if it, who was with. And, and, and to be honest, like some of his fights, because he's so good, um, he's just snuffed out his opponents. Or, you know, and there's been a couple of fights that weren't as action-packed, maybe. But that wasn't just him. I mean, if the guy, you know, like Stephen Wonderboy didn't go in there banging either. So it takes two. So I think he's been involved in a couple of fights that weren't great. Um, and then there was the fight with the guy that looks like the, like the, um, he looks like the mass murderer uh, from, from, uh, from, from Canada. Which one was that? I forget, I forget his name. He looks like... That Tyron fought? Yeah, and it's just like... Yeah, he's, I'll look at his record. I love the guy and all, but he just... He looks like... He looks like he's not right in the head, but he probably is, and I'm, I'm sorry for saying that. It was before Robbie Lawler. So, like, you know, his fights with... Uh, with uh, Rory McDonald. Rory McDonald, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Tyron Woodley is... I don't know what he makes. I don't know how many pay-per-view draws he has. I know he's had some super great fights. He's knocked out some super great guys. 
he said a couple of things maybe he shouldn't have said. And I don't know, I don't know why, um, maybe he's argued with Dana about certain things and got on his bad side. I don't think it's smart to get on the bad side of your, your boss. I just don't think so. I think if you, I think, and a lot of people disagree with me, but to me, if you're not making what you think you should be making and that's your boss, um, that's your boss, you know, like if he calls the shots, I mean, there's no, you don't have a leg to stand on if you argue with him. You can try to, you bring it across, hey, come on, man, I, I do this, this, and this. But your boss, this is a free country, so your boss could just say, hey, you're fired. I mean, you know, so I think I think in a, in a free free country like ours, um, I mean, he could, and he could go somewhere else if he wanted to fight. I, I think he's one of the UFC best fighters. I love watching him fight. I, I think he's the exemplary, exemplary champion and, and, and martial artist. And I love Tyrone Woodley. I was nervous before this fight. John didn't want to watch this fight. I did not want to watch this fight because I was, I was listening to the hype of uh, Darren Till. And I was like thinking, oh, shit, no, please don't. I did, did not want, for a split second, I thought uh, Tyrone Woodley, when I saw the odds and that, I was like, I, I'm a gullible guy. Sometimes when I see odds, I'm like, oh, shit. And Darren Till was the favorite in this I fight. I know. Darren Till. the champion. So I got nervous. I did not want to see Tyrone Woodley get hurt at all. So I did get nervous before this fight. I admit it. And I was, like, so happy when I saw uh, Tyrone Woodley win because I want him to win. He's a great champion. He represents this sport, this country, this this art, martial art. Um like the best, and I, I love him, and, and I'm glad he won. I love Darren Till, too, though, and I, I hope he comes back stronger, um, and I'd love to see him go all the way to the top in something, but Tyrone Woodley is is one of my favorite fighters, and... and he was I, never really in danger in this fight, either. No, thank he, God. He took uh, Darren Till down I was like this, right, I swear. With a right? It was, a, it, was a, it was our new punch. We call it... We call this punch the H-bomb takedown, because it's what wrestlers use if they don't want to do the takedown he couldn't get a takedown darren till is a great uh great takedown defense so he used the dan henderson h-bomb takedown he hits him so hard with that right hand he actually knocked out robbie lawler with that 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 h-bomb uh takedown punch but um he knocked him down and just got it jumped on top of him and just pummeled him until he was able to actually uh, able to secure what do you think show. about the ref at that point because the ground and pound that Till absorbed in round one was pretty brutal. It was. It was there, brutal. There, there were never, elbows to the face. I mean, was I think the ref was. I think the ref was pretty dang close to stopping that fight. Yeah, but it wasn't. I don't think. The, I don't I think, think he should have. No, I think it was pretty close. Yeah. Well, if, if he got hit and you, you saw the referee's right there. I mean, the referee's like this freaking close. He can see his eyes. If he saw the eyes roll, or he could tell if he was hurt by his body language, like we can't when we're watching it. Uh, he would have stopped. Who was the referee that fight? Uh, was it was Mergulorati? If it was Mergulorati, it's like such a good ref. It's like some of these guys, man, like, um, you know, they're just such good refs. I, I, I would never worry about them in there. But So I got a question. So what does Snoop Dogg have to do with the UFC? Snoop Dogg needs to <laughs> shut his fucking, he needs what to shut his to fucking do? skinny little fucking Putrid, sorry ass. <laughs> These guys would destroy him. They what would does destroy he have him. to do with the UFC? You know what he reminds me of? 
He's like a fucking... Uh, Why does anyone care what he thinks? Snoop Dogg is like a black version of Joan Rivers. Do you guys remember <laughs> Joan Rivers, that fucking comedian? He's just like her. He's a little skinny bitch that just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck would even listen to him? He's like a little punk. He, he was, is like a skinny little... Just a bitch. And I love to... Sh- music. I switched from blood to crip because of him. <laughs> now, listening to him talk now... He's like a fem- he's like a semi male version of he's probably taking some kind of he looks like he's in transit going from male to female. I didn't know I was gonna start John off on this. But he, I just had the question like because little, he he had he, there was some video he posted of him watching this he's fight. Such a bitch. And him watching this fight is a dare. He didn't even know who the people are, I don't think. Joan R- he's Joan Rivers reincarnated. Anyway, he needs to shut I the fuck he, up. I think he made a lot. He needs of, to, led a lot of UFC fans angry, but he has something to do with the UFC because he I've was. Seen him I think. Before. I think. I think. Um, like Dana gave him like a little spot on some little like they'd watch little fights and then he'd like. He'd get to commentate. he to commentate on it. Right? He knows about as much about MMA as I do about <laughs> fucking I don't know cooking. And he's just such a skinny little like unhealthy like I'm sure he has emphysema and shit. He's like. He needs to just shut the fuck up. He's like Joan Collin, uh, Joan Rivers. He just fucking mouths <laughs> off, and he tries to be funny and put people down. But oh man, can you imagine if any fighter, fucking Jessica Andrade, would just drop him with a punch? He, well, needs, he Darren, needs to shut Darren the fuck Till up. Darren Till didn't appreciate what he Darren, had to say. Darren Till would 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 physically, I mean, literally kill him if he hit him once. He needs to shut the fuck up. Is what he needs to do. But anyway. Anyway, yeah, I hadn't had a chance to ask you about Snoop Dogg. Now I know. Now I know your opinion. All right, anyway, I thought they were pretty good fights. They lost one fight off the main card for, I don't know, she was injured or went to the hospital or something. Yeah. One of the, I think it was weight. a co-main. Yeah, there's a lot of weight stuff, you know. There's um, a weight cut issue. Yeah, there's a lot of weight stuff, and, and, and um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know about the weight um. You know, people talk about it, you know, should do this. Should, this has been going on since the beginning of, of, of uh, combat sports. It's not going anywhere. It's not, it's, not like, it's not like getting that much worse or that much better. It's like, it's, like the, it's like climate, guys. It goes up and down. And it's not like there's nothing they can do. They, I don't understand why people, why having more weight classes would make a big difference. Huge because, difference. Because huge. you would still try to cut as much as you could huge and gain difference. back as much as you oh, could. No, it'd make a huge difference it, it, because you wouldn't, you'd always be closer to that next one down. But then, well, you want to go two down. People don't, people, people don't do, the, do it that way. They, they won't try to, somebody, if somebody's like, if somebody walks around at 185. And they know I, they can cut 20 pounds or 25 pounds or whatever. Right. They're going to still do that. Even if there's another weight class in the middle, they can just skip right over that one and make, you know, make their weight. Statistically, that's not going to happen. People are going to go to the. It's it's much harder that that it's like if you're if you walk around at at one ninety, you're not going to just drop five, okay. But if there was a one seventy five, you'd go to one seventy five, right? As opposed to having to go to one seventy, you know. So I mean, I think it would. I think it would be. I think having more weight classes would be much. Much safer. I think it's the only way they can do it. That's why they do it in box. Boxing's been around for a couple hundred years. That's why boxing's done it. So obviously the 
UFC or MMA is trying to follow in boxing, they have the same weight classes by name. Why do they name them the same? And I think they should start uh, making more weight classes. I think that is the only thing that's going to do it because, you know, oh, they walk around and they're going to give this percentage of your body weight and that. Some guys can naturally make more, more uh, they can cut more and safely. I mean, I think making more weight classes is the only way they can do it. I don't think any other thing is really going to help it. Well, the time of weigh-in makes a, diff- a big difference. I don't I, think, I think. It, yeah. If you got a weigh-in the day of the fight, you have to be healthy at that weight. You do. You can't problem, weigh in at this, that this, weight. You'll be terrible in the ring if you weigh in at the, right. a weight that you're cut too much weight for. Right. The problem with that is, over time, that would help. Just like over time, a lot of things will help, but they, they want right now. Right now, that would, that would cancel. They would have to cancel so many fights because now they got now less time. You just time. need a bigger monetary uh, disincentive to have a fight canceled. Yeah, but then they still, the UFC would still eat it. Unless they have a lot of fights that they're promoting as, uh, and have backup fights. But... Yeah, they, 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 you might it might be messy for one or two fights, but if you have guys no, that one lose or two their, years lose their whole purse, they're not going to fight where they can't fight. Right? No, I understand that, but as a promotion, the UFC is going to ruin. Like they'll probably they'll probably lose at least three or four fights. This every year, time. though, we've already seen so many fighters right. lost again on this card right. because of weight cuts. But that was one. We would see like three or four every 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 card. I be guarantee safer. It. And it would definitely fix everything. I think I think the best way to do it is have more weight classes. Yeah, well, okay. I think the best way to do it is weigh in as you walk into the ring. That's the best way. <laughs> that's without a doubt the best way. But that w- it would never ever happen because the, then what? The, then if he doesn't make it, like they're you're on pay per view and they're like filming is like, <laughs> oh shit, he didn't make it. Oh oh oh, what do we do now? <laughs> They, they yeah, cut to commercial. Cut Next commercial fight. break. Wait, we're Just on pay per view. Twenty fights. That's what Those guys would be weeded out so fast. You would make weight. You would make weight. Yeah, but then once and you'd fight at the right weight. You would fight at what you actually are. I think it's ridiculous the way it is now. You're fighting. These guys aren't fighting at their weight class. They're fighting. Boxing is every more. five pounds. In MMA, it's every fine. Boxing is every five pounds. When they're fighting, are they fighting at more than that weight class? Yeah. Of course. So they're yeah. cutting weight. But they're not cutting as much. What is cutting weight? How is that a benefit? What? I mean, other than being able to weigh more than you try to weigh more than your opponent or keep up with what your opponent's doing. But what if everyone just weighed what they weighed and that's your weight class within a few pounds? What's the downside to that? Other than canceling fights. But that's, as that's far as fighting goes, you're going to be healthier. Yeah, that would be, that would be great. But it's, you just, you're canceling fight and there's still going to be people... That 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 are make it work. That's class. the way it should be. All right. Like, anyway. More weight classes. I think they should be every five pounds, six at the most. Anyway. All right. So um, that's that. Let me uh, let me talk about some real quick. Um, it kind of bo- it kind of bothered me. Diego Sanchez had a big uh, interview. I don't even know what it was on. Um, but he said something that kind of bothered me. I just want, I just want to bring it out. I missed um, that. Who is this? Diego Sanchez. Okay. He fought this uh, on this card, and he won in the in the prelims. Um, who did he fight, Diego, on, the, on that card? Oh, back a lot. Yeah. Um, but he said he said one of the things that that he's changed now. He fought a guy named White, Craig White. Okay, 
he won. Um, and I, I, I like, I like watching him fight. He fights with his heart and stuff. But he said something that kind of bothers me. He said, "This isn't a sport. This is a war. This is a fight. This is a war." He's not going to shake hands with the opponents anymore. He's not going to talk to them. It's a war. Diego, this is not a fucking war. Okay. If the referee is stopping the fight, you knock the guy out, and it's a war, you push the referee aside and try to kill that guy if that's a war. It's not a war. You're trying to beat him, and he's trying to beat you. It's a sport. All right? It's a sport. You shake hands with your opponent, and you show class because it's a sport. A war is when someone's trying to kill you and your family. Someone's trying to take your possessions. Someone's trying to take your land. All right, this is a sport. It's not a war, bro. You can shake your opponent's hand and you can, I mean, you can share common values. You're not going to do that if it's a war. If it's a war, you know, you're going to try to snap his arm and then dig out his eye. You're not going to just try to beat him by decision or submission. All right, so that really bothered me to hear Diego Sanchez because I really liked him. Um, and I, I still, I'm sure maybe he was like, just, he just after a fight, maybe he wasn't thinking straight. But just to get all you fans out there who heard it or Diego himself, MMA is a sport. MMA is a sport. You respect your opponents, right? You can talk shit to them if you want to get, if that's the way you want to sell a fight. But you shake their hands in the ring and show class in the ring and abide by the rules. If it was war, there'd be no rules. There'd be no rules if it was war. So it kind of bothered me that you said that. And I, I just want to let everybody know out there, MMA is my favorite sport. But it's a sport. So anyway, I'm going to close on that. All right. Anything else? No. That's it? Until next time. <laughs>